Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Get Confident Podcast. We have a very special guest on the show. Her name is Leah Remelay. You are going to learn a whole heap about how you can do less, but do it better. If you are wanting to show up more freely, less overwhelmed, and allow yourself to be able to really focus on the things that matter most to you, you do not want to miss this episode. Leah has an incredible story, a story where she went from illness and sickness and just a massive wake-up call to the point where now she is absolutely thriving and she teaches other women how to thrive in their own lives as well. Before we get into the episode though, I really quickly want to ask a favor of you. I am about to get into the creation of some courses and some programs throughout 2024 and I really want to make sure that what I create is exactly what you need in your life right now and I would love your insights please click the link in the description below it's going to take two minutes to go and fill in the survey that's going to give me a really good picture of what you as my podcast listener need in your life right now so that I can go and create that which is just so exciting for me. Thank you very much for clicking on the link, filling in that survey. That is enough from me. Let's get into this epic episode with Leah. You're listening to the Get Confident Podcast with your host, Janelle Hosking. You're here to create career confidence, financial freedom, and abundance for yourself in 2024. You want to progress in your career through employment or starting your own business, and I am here to help you every step along the way. In this podcast, we talk mindset, strategies, practical tools, and frameworks to help you achieve your goals now. So you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Today we are talking to Leah Rimelay. I love just the flow of your last name to me. That is so beautiful. She is coming to us from Washington State. Oh, how good. And Leah is all about helping you to get the most out of your life in the least amount of time, in the least amount of stress. And I found Leah when doing um, a little bit of Instagram research for the podcast just a few weeks ago. And as soon as I found her profile, I was like, I love this lady, have to get her on the podcast. So welcome, Leah. I'm so grateful for your time. And I'm really excited for the chat we're about to have today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself so we can kind of, you know, get to know you a little bit more and get an idea of like what what it is that really jazzes you up and gets you excited in your life. Okay, absolutely. So um, I'm Leah and I am a really busy mom who also owns a business and loves owning a business. And so anyone who relates to that, Basically, I am obsessed with doing less but better because Mm. I want to have the time to have an incredibly happy family, to have a great home life, to have things be organized and just feel like they're running well. And I didn't always have that. So I started my business when my kiddos were really tiny, Mm -hmm. like really small. They were three, two, and four months old. And clearly I pick incredible timing to, you know, start a business (laughs) and- 
I, you know, you set these first goals when you go into entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just money, right? Like that's, let's just be honest. That's the first goal. The first goal is like, I just want anyone to pay me. I just want a client. I want someone to confirm that like, this is going to work. And so a lot of us start out that way. We're just hoping to get clients, hoping to hit that first benchmark. And it happened. It happened. Clients started coming. The dream is coming true. My first goal had been like a thousand dollars a month, which is amazing. But I quickly surpassed that. I hit um, six figures within the first year, year and a half. Wow. And you know, you're seeing all this, and it's supposed to feel so great. Mm. And my, my bank account did. Okay, like the the concerns about <laughs> money that were all going away that did feel great. But I felt horrible as a mom and as a wife. I mm. wasn't taking care of myself. I mm. was constantly exhausted and, uh, you know, short-tempered and, and my patience was lacking and I wasn't making time for my husband. And I was trying to be everything for everyone at all times. Mm. And it felt horrible. And no matter how much I gave, it was never enough. Mm. And you know, I tried to just keep giving more of myself to the point where I stopped sleeping. Literally, I literally wow. just stopped sleeping to fit it all in. And so what I would do is I would put the kids down to bed at about eight. Mm-hmm. I would go into my office. I would work till usually about 5 a.m. And God. quite literally, a lot of times what got me to go to bed is that my head would hit the keyboard. Like I would just fall asleep and hit the keyboard and drag myself to bed. And the kids would be waking me up at seven. And I could do that for four days in a row. And then I had to have one day where I was getting about four to six hours of sleep. And then I would start my cycle again. And Mm -hmm. it was the only time when the house was silent, when no one was calling or emailing and I could just get all the work done. And, you know, I thought like, oh, I'm, I'm hacking the system. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're fed this belief of, you outwork everybody else, work two times as hard as your competitors, hustle till you drop, like, you know, sleep is for the week. And mm-hmm. and I jumped into all that. I was like, I can do this. Look what I'm accomplishing. And I keep seeing my income go up, right? Like six figures, multi six figures. Oh my gosh. You know, it's like, it, it all looks like it's so glamorous and it's mm-hmm. so amazing. And then one day, I had taken the kids to the zoo once a week. I would take the kids on an outing and it would be the four hours out of about a hundred. Well, it's not about there are 168 hours in a week Mm -hmm. that I felt like a decent mom. And we were at the zoo. We were in the alligator exhibit and all of a sudden everything started tunneling in around me. I was losing my hearing, my vision, everything's blacking around me. And I realized I'm about to go down and I'm trying to get myself, you know, over to a bench before I collapse. And I woke up uh, being put into an ambulance. And, you know, my three kids are, they're not even standing there. Two are in a stroller. One oh is holding the stroller, absolutely terrified of what's happening to their mommy. And I knew I had to fix it. And wow. so that was my moment where I was like, okay. I will walk away from my business if I cannot solve this. And I was terrified that it wasn't solvable. I was so scared that mm. work-life balance really doesn't exist. Because that's what people say. They like It's catchy and it grabs your attention and people love to say work-life balance is a lie. It's not real. And I was, I just remember thinking like, if they're right, if this is it, like if this is what the price of success is, mm. I won't do it. 
Mm. It's not worth it. I'm not losing my marriage and my relationship with my kids and my health for this. Mm. And so I, I set out to see if I could, if I could find a better way. And as I started finding that better way and cutting my hours to where now I work part-time hours, make the same income am able to, you know, just everything feels good. It yeah. feels amazing. And I just thought I cannot be the only woman out there mm-hmm. who feels like she's failing, trying to balance this all and needs to know there's a better way. And so as I started finding those better ways, I just knew this is what I have to do. I have to share these because I believe in happy families. I believe in great marriages. And I believe that when women have dreams, that that's not an accident. We are meant to make our impact. We are meant to go share whatever it is that's on our hearts but it has to be in a way that feels right. And that does not sacrifice our home, our health or our happiness. And so that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. There, there are so many times in that. I just wanted to like, ah, ah, ah. like I, I want to know more. I want to know more. That is just a, a, a very scary and an incredible journey because you turned that around. You know, there, there are other instances where, you know, somebody else might've had that exact same thing happen and thought it's okay. Like I'll, I'll take a week off. I'll have some sleep. I'll have some green smoothies and then I'll get straight back to it. So the fact that you were like, no, this is my wake up call, um, is just incredible. What, like for you as a person, I definitely want to get into, you know, the, the work and, and the business and whatnot, but for you as a person health wise, what did it take for you once you were getting, you know, wheeled away in an ambulance to then get back to, I guess, a, a normal in terms of health and, and sleep and just feeling like a human again? So I am a very all or nothing personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. I often joke that I'm trying to learn how to install the dimmer switch in myself. Cause I am either like, we are all in or we're not doing anything. Christmas is canceled, right? Like <laughs> that is me. And so I literally was not even discharged from the hospital yet. And I was already making a plan and already figuring oh. out this, this will get fixed. So it was, it was immediate in that moment. And there were other things that had been leading. And I think a lot of us can relate to this where it's like, there were other things happening that were trying to more gently tell me, Hey, Leah, this isn't working. You've got to stop. And Mm -hmm. I was ignoring them. Right. I kept trying to like, I was trying to stuff those down and next week it'll get better. Next month is going to be, is going to be easier. Once this project is over, you know, we say those things a lot and guess Mm -hmm. what? It, it's not, it's not getting any better because we're in honestly a cycle and we're in a habit of busyness Mm. and we're not even realizing it. And so I knew immediately this, this is going to change. And then it became, okay, well, what's that going to look like? And the very first thing, uh, which it it was just boundaries. I had to put boundaries and, and really I was putting boundaries on myself more than anything else, (laughs) but the, I'm going to have work hours. There are going to be times where I do not work. And in the early, early stages of that, it was bad habits that I had created. Yeah. And it's easy to fall right back into those habits. Right. And so 
I remember at the very beginning when I was done working, when I said, okay, it's the time I I'm not working after this. And I would leave the office and then maybe I would sneak back in because, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this one thing. I'm just going to go take care of it. And I caught myself. And that's one thing that I really believe in. We don't need to beat ourselves up when we realize that something got in our way. We just Mm -hmm. recognize it. We observe it. We go, huh, that's interesting. How can I prevent this from happening again? Mm -hmm. And so I caught myself sneaking into the office, trying to take care of something. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to prevent myself from doing this? And I would literally shut my computer off. So I would turn my, my whole computer off so that if I tried to sneak into my office, I had to wait for the whole thing to power back up. Mm -hmm. And that would typically Mm -hmm. catch me and, you know, stop me from, from doing that. So yeah, the very first thing was I just had to put boundaries on myself. And I think one of our fears is that if I slow down, everything's going to pass me by. The clients mm-hmm. are going to pass me by and they're going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. The opportunities are going to pass me by and they're going to be given to somebody else. Mm-hmm. The income goal that I have is not going to be reached, right? We just, we have this fear that our clients are going to be upset with us, that everything's going to fall apart. And that's not real. That's yeah. a story that we're telling ourselves. And I had told myself, well, you, there's nothing you can do. You have to do this. Like mm. you're the, you're the breadwinner. You're the provider. This is, and my husband <laughs> was in graduate school at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, this is just what you have to do. And, and why doesn't everybody understand just how hard you're working and they should all just be yeah. thanking you and not asking you for anything. <laughs> and right. And I would think all these things. And, and it was so interesting because when this happened, I couldn't work for just a couple days. Right. So, um, when it happened, I, I also had a seizure and I was having some stuttering issues. And so anyways, I literally (sighs) could not work for, for a couple days, uh, a few days. And what was amazing is the whole business stayed standing. And that was actually really profound, right? Like, oh, maybe I'm not as important as I think I am in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. What I was just going to say is, do you think that that goes hand in hand with the belief that we are the only one who can do it? Or like this belief that like I do it better than anyone else. And so we run ourselves into the ground because we don't want to delegate because we're scared that we are the only ones who can do it the way we want. And that then sends us into the cycle of, well, I can't have boundaries because no one else can do it. I can't finish work at this time because no one else can do it. But when we have that awareness, like you said earlier, and just notice, well, actually, if I do this myself and I do it pretty great, surely I can take 10 minutes, write that down in a Google Doc or even record a video instructing somebody else how to do it exactly like I do. And then I can finish early, turn off my computer and walk out and not worry about it. And it still gets done and it gets done well. Exactly. It's, it's absolutely one of the stories that we're telling ourselves Mm. is, well, no one else can do it as well as I do. No Mm -hmm. one else will care as much as I do. Okay. Here's the truth. You know what? You might not find someone who cares as much as you do because it is your business, Yeah, but that's fine. That Mm. is guess what? 90% versus your 110, Mm. probably no one else is ever going to notice. And you're right. When you, when you have a way you do things, then just train someone to do it exactly the way you do it. And know that the first couple of times they're going to bring it back to you. And you're going to be like, Oh, close, but not quite. Let me show you what I would adjust. Mm. And you do that a few times and pretty soon they've got to figure it out. Especially if you've got, you know, the right person who's a quick learner or like willing to learn that's that's so true. Now, 
I recently did a survey out to my audience. You know, we're, we're in a new year. I'm super curious. I don't want to make stuff just for the sake of it. And I don't want to make stuff just because I want to make it. I want to, you know, make the most of the time and make sure that things I'm creating are what the people who follow me want in their life. And so part of the survey was finding out what uh, is the most important thing that someone is looking for in the year ahead. And most of the responses came back around wanting more flexibility and wanting more life fulfillment. Now, at this point, what I know about most of my podcast listeners is that they are currently employees. Now, as an employee, it can be quite challenging to get that flexibility and also sometimes can be challenging to get that life fulfillment, especially if you're in a career that you just kind of landed in, it pays well, but you also give a lot to it. So what I love that, you know, you stand for is helping people to create full-time income on part-time hours from a business. So that to me means helping people create flexibility and helping people create life fulfillment because one, they can create a business that they enjoy. And two, they're only working part-time hours. So they've got the rest of life to create that fulfillment. So I would love to hear from you from, you know, now you have that context that most of the ladies listening are employees. And if you know somebody wants to create more flexibility and more life fulfillment, how do you think they could go about making that happen? Even if that includes a transition into starting a business of some sort. So the very first thing I'm always going to say is let's figure out how to get you more time Mm. before anything else. Because if, if you already have um, a job and you're looking at, oh, I would love to start a side hustle. I'd love to be able to start doing something else, but I'd really need to do both for a while because I can't just drop this income, Mm -hmm. right? I need to build the other one up. Then you need the space to be able to have that side that you create. And so before anything else, I think this is interesting that more people don't think of this or realize this, but I'm like, (laughs) Okay, well then let's carve the time for you so that you have this ability to then make that time. Now, Mm -hmm. I, I often say we don't have a time management problem. We have either a mind or an energy management problem. Okay. And what I mean by that is that everybody has the same 24 hours in a day and you don't have a way to make more time. I literally gave up sleep trying to make more time. It didn't work. We all have 24 hours. So now it's about utilizing 24 Mm -hmm. hours because Mm -hmm. you can't manage time, right? So what we can manage is ourselves. That's, Mm -hmm. That's the only thing we actually have control over. Absolutely. So one of two things happens. Either one. We have some bad loops, some bad stories, some bad habits. Mm -hmm. That's a mind management problem. Maybe we say things like, I'm always running late. I'm always behind. Oh, if my head wasn't screwed on, I'd lose that too, right? Mm -hmm. We we have these stories that we're saying that are becoming self-fulfilling prophecies. We are making them happen over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it is that we are working really hard during the day. And we get home at the end and we are just spent. We are exhausted. We are emotionally tapped and we just want to zone out. 
you know, often when we're getting on our phones and scrolling or we're watching TV, what it really is, is we don't have any more energy left. Mm -hmm. And so it's just easier to be entertained and, or maybe we're feeling frustrated about areas of our life. And so it's easier to avoid and to zone out by scrolling or binging that show or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's an energy problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we can start to identify and recognize time is not my problem. It is either my mindset or it is my energy. Now let's start looking and identifying what's going on and what it is. Mm -hmm. Where am I putting a lot of my energy? Am I worrying about a lot of stuff? Do I come home and say, oh, well now I've got to clean and cook and do the laundry and all these things. And so of course you're exhausted and you don't want to do anything else. Are there strategies and hacks and FYI? Yes, there absolutely (laughs) are. Um, in fact, I have an entire, um, an entire course. That's my no time clean home system, because for years I would walk out of my office at the end of the day, I would walk down the hallway and I'd scan the house. And I honestly just wanted to cry. Like I felt Mm. like a failure, right? Because, oh, awesome. The sink is full of dishes, laundry. That's right. I forgot to bring it down and start it. And you know, no one's going to have clothes and the house is messy. Mm -hmm. And yep, I do not have a plan for dinner again. And (laughs) no, I did not pull anything out of the freezer because that completely slipped my mind because I ran into the office because I was thinking about something that needed to be get done. And that was just day after day after day. And, you know, I was thinking about, okay, life fulfillment, flexibility, And I would add to that just feeling peaceful, right? Feeling like your life is in harmony. The first step is going to be to sit down and say, well, what does that look like for me? Like, what would that, what does my best day look like? And as they start to figure that out, whatever comes to their mind, there's no right or wrong. Just write it down and then ask, well, what would have to happen for me to be able to do that? Mm. You know, I really love having a clean home. I am more positive. Uh, Like the world is brighter and everything (laughs) seems possible if the house is clean. And Mm -hmm. I know that we're going to have dinner as a family. When those things are not happening, there is like a darkness that is just like over my soul. (laughs) (laughs) And so recognizing that it was like, okay, well, how am I going to make this happen with my life, which is a very, very full life, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to spend my energy mopping and sweeping and figuring out dinner and grocery shopping. So guess what? I found hacks and, and all kinds of different strategies and I found different systems. And then I just started stacking those systems until it was like, Oh, problem solved. And I am not the one doing it all. And so, um, just coming back to your question of Hmm. when they're saying, I want to have more fulfillment and, and I want to, to have more freedom. I really think it, it starts with getting really clear about what you want making Mm. sure that you're asking yourself deeper questions. Mm. Why do I want this? Because sometimes we set goals because it looks really shiny and appealing because someone else sold it to us as like, Mm. this is the dream. But if we just ask a few more questions, we realize actually that's not my dream. That actually Mm. isn't what I want. So that's, that's number one. Yeah. And then number two is really paying attention to where we're allowing our days to go and asking ourselves if that's actually how we want to spend them. Is that the investment that we want to make Mm -hmm. each day? And not beating yourself up over it because you might recognize I'm spending way too much time scrolling and watching TV, but you know what? It's because I'm really exhausted. So how could I make some shifts? What could Mm -hmm. I do to 
relieve some of the stress or worry or even maybe physical tediousness so that they can have that that more positive energy to then invest into what could actually change their future. Oh, I love that. Like that that time piece, I've done a masterclass called Time Confident, all about like hacking your own time, trying to be really intentional about where you're spending it. And, you know, there's studies that p- people spend four and a half hours on social media a day. Yes, and, it's and, shocking. And, and shocking. We, yeah, and we wonder why our instant reaction, which to me goes back to what you said before about a mind problem of I don't have time. It's like, well, you do actually, you're just spending it scrolling or you're spending it watching TV. And, you know, I say that knowing full well that I have times and moments in my own life where I do that too. And I also know that it's because I've got no energy left and I'm avoiding like everything else because I've got nothing left to give. So something has to change. Like to me, these are all really valuable warning signs like how you said before about there was other subtle signs that you just kept avoiding well we're all seeing signs in our lives every single day and it's up to us what we choose to to do with those signs so I'm really interested to talk about your concept of creating full-time income on part-time hours. Can you just like explain that concept and then we'll get into a little bit of what the how might look like? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, everything is about balancing busy, right? And that's why my podcast is called Balancing Busy. It's not about, thank (laughs) you. It's not about that we're going to now, oh, I just have all kinds of, you know, I don't even know what to do with my days. It's so free. It's the difference between it's replacing frantic for feeling mm-hmm. fulfilled. And I mm-hmm. love using the word fulfilled because full mm-hmm. is still in there, right? Yeah. My life is full, but mm-hmm. I feel fulfilled through it, not mm-hmm. frantic all the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, you know, I it was a very much, very strong turn, right? Mm-hmm. Literally one day I am workaholic status, next day, this will not happen anymore. Now, there was a lot of testing and and figuring things out and learning and trying to get it right. But I made the commitment Mm. in one single moment, this will change. And from that moment, it wasn't perfection by Mm. any stretch, but it it was the, the priority at all times. And So ultimately, as I started implementing and trying different things, and each thing saves me a little bit more time, a little bit more time, right? Oh, that saved me 30 minutes. That saved me an hour. That saved me, wow, five hours. That's going to probably be something like outsourcing. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm just implementing all these different things. I brought my hours down to part-time. And what was amazing is I lost no income. That was my next question. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I was expecting and I was terrified that it was going to nosedive, right? Like Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Our finances, you know, we're going to have to really pull it in and and be really careful with our spending. And we didn't, nothing changed. In fact, not only did I not lose income, my income continued to go up. It continued to grow each each year and, and, you know, as I was evolving. Mm. And what I realized was, it was about, you know, it's that smarter, not harder concept For ultimately, sure. but it's about really paying attention 
and tracking and looking at what the results are, what's working and what's not. And then you double down on what's working and you have zero guilt for letting things go that aren't. But you can't do that if you don't know and if Mm. you're not tracking, right? Mm. I think often, again, people are so busy that they're not, I don't have time to track and to see what's (laughs) working. I got to just jump to the next thing. I'm putting out the next fire. And as I started paying attention and looking at everything, I'm like, oh, why am I wasting my time doing that? That produces no positive impact. Mm. Whereas this thing, often what was fascinating was that it was the thing that I didn't realize was doing so well is actually producing incredible results. In that case, let's really focus in on that. Mm. Um, what What is it that you use? Like, is there a particular app that you use or, you know, a, a particular system or way in which you you do that tracking of time and also of the the value that said task is bringing or not bringing into your life? I use a lot of different, <laughs> sorry, I, it would be so amazing to be like this one thing. Here's that the would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I use a lot of different system and strategies. Now I can say, and I can happily share that um, I know for so many, if you're like me, you're very visual. You're like, well, can I just see it? Cause that would really help. Yeah. So anyone who wants to just go to leahremelay.com. So that's, if you can text it to yourself really quick, that's probably the easiest way. L-E-A-H-R-E-M-I-L-L-E-T.com forward slash gift. And you can literally just drop in your email and I will send you a packet of like my personal systems. You can see, oh, here's literally what she's using in her business. And that, that can give you a sense, but it's a combination. It's a combination of a lot of things, but obviously it's, um, time management strategies, like Mm. productivity strategies. So those are things, and I talk about every single one of these on my podcast extensively, but this is things like time blocking, batching, automations, uh, workflows, outsourcing, right? So there's a combo of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And then there is also um, things that I'm using that are Uh, a lot of automations, a lot of being able to duplicate the same thing over and over using different softwares that can do the work for me, Mm -hmm. um, creating, I call them bobs. So your audience is probably a lot of them are in the corporate world. So they're Mm -hmm. very familiar with SOPs, the standard operating procedure. Um, I don't like the word SOP because I don't (laughs) want to do anything standard. And so mine are called Bob, which is best operation breakdown. Oh, and so, love. um, plus I just love saying the word Bob. I just think it's fun anyways. Um, and so we have a Bob for everything mm-hmm. and you know, they're Google docs that are living, breathing things. Like literally Bob is an addition of my team. Like yes. we talk about Bob, like, Oh, did you check with Bob? Um, right. I like, love Bob this. will tell you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Bob has the best breakdown for every single different thing that we do. Anyone can check. It's a Google doc and it's specifically a Google doc because it's changing. Mm-hmm. We might realize a better way to do something. So we're going to adjust and, mm-hmm. and make those, make those shifts to, to Bob. So yeah, it's, it's this combination. Mm. One thing I had to realize is in the beginning, I was looking for one or two major things that were going to just take care of everything. And that would have been incredible, right? To find one or two things. When I finally stopped looking for the one or two things and I started looking for needle movers, I started saying, okay, if I can save 15 minutes here and 30 minutes here and 20 minutes here, and you start stacking those, then 
the hours are just melting away. And instead of something taking 10 hours, it's taking nine and then eight Mm, and then seven mm, and then six. And right. mm. It just keeps going down. And that ultimately what was, was what changed everything. So it's not as glamorous. It's not as flashy (laughs) as being able to say like one stop, you know, one size fits all. It did Uh, everything, but I can absolutely promise and say that it changed my life. So what we'll do is we'll put that freebie that you mentioned in the description. So, you know, if you go check the description right now, it is in there for you. Just click sign up your email and then you'll get that freebie uh, where you can go and see all those systems. The thing I love about this is that this is beneficial whether you are uh, an employee wanting to start a business, already a business owner, or an employee who just wants to stay an employee but be better at what you do and still create that flexibility because I often say that I was the worst employee. And now that I'm a business owner, I can absolutely say that I was the worst employee and no one should ever employ me (laughs) because I was very much, uh, you pay me a full-time salary and I'm going to do, do the best I can while hacking and creating shortcuts and doing anything I can to be paid full-time while only working, you know, not eight hours per day, but I'm still getting that much work done. So the everything that you've shared, you know, by by going into this, I guess, exercise of trying to save 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, and so on, even just in your own work day, yes. can be a really great way to create that flexibility. And that that to me, com- to be completely honest, is how I got this desire to start my own business was because I hacked the shit out of my job and I had quite a lot of free time within my day, but I still had to like sit at this corporate desk and make it look like I was working. And in doing that, what I started doing is writing blogs and I put those little blogs on my website and um, I started, you know, prepping for coaching clients, which is what I was doing outside of my job inside work time because all my work had already been done. And and this thing just kind of grew while I was being paid. And I mean, ethically, is that right? I don't know, but we still <laughs> did the job. So I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I would say don't knock it until you try it. Um, <laughs> but also maybe don't be vocal about it. Just like I wasn't. It was a little <laughs> secret thing that I did on my yes, own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. ultimately like, uh, we're being, well, you had the entrepreneurial spirit, right? Yeah, like it was there. you had sure. the mentality and it's funny because all of my kids absolutely have this because they have two entrepreneurial parents. Yes. And so they're constantly looking at something going, well, why do I need to be there and do it that way if I can get it done in a fraction of the time? And I'm like, Exactly. (laughs) But that's what they want you to do. So unfortunately, you're still a student and you need to. But um, yes, I am in total agreement. As long as, you know, that work is being done, I think that what we're going to find both in the professional world and um, as entrepreneurs Mm. is one of the most prized commodities or assets or attributes is going to be creativity and creative problem solving. Mm. And that is a form of creative problem solving, of being able to say, is there a better, faster, more efficient way to do this? And it's kind of funny because in many, many positions, 
that is not celebrated the way that it should be, even though that is, I mean, that's why we celebrate and study um, Henry Ford, right? Because Mm -hmm. he looked at a, at a um, way of doing things and said, is there a way to do this faster, smarter, less expensive, more efficient? And we got the assembly line, right? Mm. And so when I was first trying to figure out how am I going to, how am I going to do this all? Like, I can't get rid of anything. It's not like I can say like, well, no longer going to feed you children and I'm no longer (laughs) going to take care of my clients. I mean, I still had to do all the things. So how am I going to do this better? And I started studying things or people like Henry Ford mm-hmm. and Ray Kroc. I was studying the McDonald's formula and the assembly line and saying, okay, well, what could I take from this and how yeah. could I apply it to my life, my business, my situation? And there were really simple ways to figure out. I mean, let's take the assembly line for a second. This is kind of a, a, a silly and it's a little abstract, but I knew I wanted to exercise every day. Like mm-hmm. they say it's important. I'm supposed to do it. I'm trying. I will never love it, but I do it. And I can talk myself out of exercising very, very easily because I don't love it. And mm-hmm. so um, I found that if anything gets in my way, I'm like, I can't do it. And and I'm done for the day. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, then, then there's the stumbling block, kind of like my computer had been, if I could still get to it. How do I fix this? So I'm like, okay, I got to have everything ready. So shoes, leggings, sports bra, you know, everything's right there. Sure. And then and then one day I'm like, can't find a hair tie, can't work out. That's it. Go back to bed. So then the next day I'm like, and now there's a hair tie on top, right? Like mm-hmm. that is a very silly abstract version of mm-hmm. my assembly line. Mm-hmm. Same thing for dinner time. Same thing for um, making sure that my podcasts come out regularly and that all the things are in place. Yeah. There's so many different areas in my life that I'm like, hey, how do I assembly line this? Or how do I take Ray Kroc's genius of being able to duplicate the same results of a McDonald's cheeseburger, whether Mm. you are in Tokyo, Japan, or Sydney, Australia, or Seattle, Washington. And I have had one in all three and many other countries. And guess what? They really are the same, right? (laughs) And so you start looking and saying, okay, well, how can I produce those same results that I want to produce? Now, mine are much, much higher level. You know, Mm. one of the things that uh, McDonald's was looking for is like, entry level, lowest paying employee can still produce the results. I'm looking for a much higher experience, but that's fine. I'm not going to try to, you know, it's, it's not going to be apples to apples, but it can be close. And so I started looking for how can I do that? And you can think through that when you're, um, you know, whether it's your team that's helping you or your employees that are helping you or whatever that's looking like, like, okay, well, how do I get them to be able to produce the level of results that I want? And Mm. so anyways, yeah, looking, looking for all the ways. Leah, I freaking love this so much. Now, if you listening are just really vibing with this, make sure that you go and listen to Leah's podcast. I will link it in the description below. Um, I obviously was having a little listen ahead of recording this interview today, and it is so good. And the energy you've gotten from Leah today is just Leah. So anywhere you follow her, you want to get that energy and be able to soak it up, um, which is just, you know, a nice way to give yourself some more energy to get through your day is by connecting with like an, a high vibe um, potential extrovert. I'm just assuming that's what you are by the energy I'm getting from you. This is just so good. So thank you very much for being on the show today, Leah. I definitely want to get you back on again because there are a few other things that I want to talk about. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can, we can make that happen, but I'm really grateful for your time being here with us today. 
Oh, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. And I hope I will connect with your listeners on my podcast. Come find me, Balancing Busy. And yeah, we can keep the conversation going.